America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is episode 11 of This Is Us 2 with Mary and Blake. Hey, baby. This branch, do you see this branch? This branch has Christmas magic on it. Nothing bad ever happens on Christmas Eve. Say it. Nothing bad happens on Christmas Eve. I'm going to hold on to this for you. And when you wake up, all of us are going to be waiting for you. And guess what? From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC, so sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And I never thought that a heart attack would bother me so much. (laughs) I never thought a heart attack would bother me so much. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I, I can't can't get over it. I know. I can't get over it. What are we doing? What are we doing here? This is us, man. This is is what happens. You know, it's funny. This episode was not the Christmas magic episode that I thought it was going to be, no. but I should have known better because this is us, right? And this is a show that makes you cry and stuff. And um, what did stand out to me was how someone's mortality could change someone else's mind about forgiveness. So um, back when I was first pregnant with Felicity, I was in a dark place. I was in a very dark place and I was mad at myself. I had severe postpartum depression after having my son and I had just made up the decision that I wasn't going to have another child and that I pretty much couldn't forgive myself for how dark and like just down in the depths I got through postpartum depression and I just clawed myself out. I said, you know what, Blake? Nope. I know I wanted four kids. I know I've said that for the, forever, but I'm, I think I'm okay with one. I think I'm okay with one. I can't handle it anymore. And then I found out I was pregnant that next day. And <laughs> I was so mad. I took five pregnancy tests. I swore more than any sailor could have ever imagined. And I went and saw my doctor. And she was like, yay. And I went, yeah, I don't know if this is a yay. And I don't know how I feel about this. And I was like, we might need to have some conversations that I thought I'd never have, that I don't actually know how comfortable I am having these conversations about me. I'm all for choice. I'm all for choice. But I don't know how I feel about this in general, about me. This is, I don't know, Doc. I'm I'm so scared. I'm so mad at myself for, for getting as dark as I did. And um, she was like, don't worry. We're never going to let you get that depressed ever again. It's okay. We've got a team. And it wasn't until a friend of mine was diagnosed with uh, stage four breast cancer. And she was pregnant at the same time. 
and she had actually had a miscarriage with twins right before this. She had a son who was the same age as my son. So she had a son, miscarried twins, now is pregnant again, and has stage four breast cancer. And she decided to sacrifice her body to have this child. Like, put off chemo, put off radiation, do everything in her power so that this child could have a fighting chance. And I heard this, and it changed my entire perspective. I named our daughter Felicity before we even met her which means happiness. And I thought to myself, Mary, you've got a darn good life and you need to forgive yourself for being depressed. You need to forgive yourself and instead embrace the happiness in your life. And so when I saw Randall have this conversation on the ledge with his coworker who was going to end his life, I feel like it made Randall say, what in the world am I doing? Life is good. Life is good. So I want to know some fun facts about this show. Well, Marvin, life is good. Life, life is great. Life is, life is fantastic, as a matter of fact. Um, so the details for this episode, title was Last Christmas. This was actually the mid-season break of season one for This Is Us, mm-hmm. which I was kind of surprised about, as a matter of fact. I, I um, Well, considering the, uh, the little bit of... Uh, cliffhanger that they gave us. <laughs> I was surprised about that. The director was Helen Hunt. Yes. Wait. Helen Hunt. <laughs> like Jurassic Park Helen Hunt? No. Wait, who's she, that? Oh, wait. Hel- is Helen Hunt Downton Abbey? <laughs> Which, who are these people? <laughs> you know the one who's like... <laughs> who's the lady that grabs the big branch in Jurassic Park? The girl that's wearing the pink button-up shirt? Who's that? Isn't that Helen Hunt? If not, who's the blonde lady that would always welcome us to Downton Abbey? Who are these people? Who are all these blonde actresses? I'm getting a cramp in my stomach. (laughs) Don't. That's why we had to go to the ER last week. Do not laugh too much. Oh, my God. I'm crying. Okay. The lady who was in Jurassic Park was Laura Dern. Not even close to Helen Hunt. Okay. And the lady from Downton Abbey is Laura Laura Linney. I'm Laura Linney. And this is Masterpiece Classic. Not close. Not Helen Hunt. (laughs) Do I... Both of those ladies could totally pull off being called Helen. Like, like picture them in your mind. Like, if you made a, if and you, if you were like, "Oh, my name's Helen," I'd be like, "I totally believe it." If you said, "You look oh, like a Helen," if you said, <laughs> "Don't they both look like Helens?" They do. All I can think of now is Tommy Boy when the waitress is there and he's like, "What's your name, Helen?" Well, you look like a Helen. <laughs> Helen, what? <laughs> Sorry. If you said to me, oh, Helen Hunt, no, uh, Laura Dern was Laura Linney, okay, because they're, they're both Lauras, they kind of look alike, all, all right. <laughs> I don't remember people's names. This is why I only got B pluses in history. I just named everyone oh my God, George. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. George Washington, George Lincoln, not George Lincoln, I no, knew that, his name. That's Abraham Lincoln. George Madison. George, that's, everyone. That's John Madison. I just named it. My teacher was like, why are you naming everyone George? And I was like, because half the time I'll be right. Oh, my God. Can't remember names. Okay, oh, so Helen Hunt. Man, I am what, is, what does Helen Hunt do? Hel- Helen oh my Hunt. God, wasn't she in another TV show? Yes, and she has a mad big about nose. You. Okay, <laughs> she doesn't have a big nose. <laughs> she must be another blonde, straight-haired actress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so that like show okay. that was popular in the late nineties, yeah, and Paul she was dating. The, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes. So she's American. actually she's actually an Oscar winning actress. By the way, she was in the movie Twister. I loved that movie. Yes, she was the the main female lead. I know who I know who she is. Anyway, she has a prominent nose. Let me say and Helen Hunt. And she's actually directed. I'm going to put a picture of Helen Hunt and Laura Linney and Laura Dern. She has a striking nose. It's not big. She's got a striking nose. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, she's directed actually a pretty good amount, uh, which I was surprised to to find out. Uh, also, she's directed episodes of Mad About You, the show that she actually starred on. I love Helen Hunt. I love this woman. Uh, she also directed Californication, the one on uh, on Showtime with uh, Fox Mulder from uh, X-Files. Uh, also, that show Revenge and House of Lies. So she's actually done a pretty good amount. And she's gotten nominated for a bunch of directing awards, as a matter of fact, too. The writer was Donald Todd, he Don Todd was actually one. It was the co-show runner of season one, uh, for the, in the beginning. Uh, and oh yeah, uh, we've talked about him before. Correct, and, and uh, he has written. I think he wrote a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, I, he he doesn't make me think of anybody from Jurassic he, Park. He, though he's not as interesting. Doesn't move the needle for me. <laughs> Sorry, Helen Hunt. Not as much as Laura Dern or Laura Linney. Or so Helen sorry. Hunt. All right. So this episode, let's give it oh the God. lemonade ratings. I got to stretch. Sadly, I'm giving this episode my lowest rating ever. Oh, Four. Yeah. Four. And you know why? Because I have such high expectations for holidays. I really do. I set myself up and I cry almost every holiday in my real life. So why not cry on a pretend TV Christmas? I thought it was going to be jolly. I thought there was going to be caroling because half the people on the show sing and play instruments. Mm-hmm. And they only did it for like one montage minute. I definitely thought we were going to get a good Rebecca song. You know, it, it did not happen. Or Kate. Kate loves to sing. Sure. Why not? No singing from either of the female singers. You know what you get? No soup for you. Down one whole point for the lack of singing. Okay, how about you? Mine's actually the lowest one yet so far, so we are on the same page. <gasps> I'm going 3.9. All right, let's delve into why with our GBGs, our good, bad, and greats of this episode, to find out why this episode was less than stellar. So my good was Sloan's Hanukkah story. Do you okay. like how I just hanukkah that? Hanukkah. You're welcome. <laughs> Mazel. All right. So part of me likes Sloan because I'm pretty sure she's my spirit animal. She wears glasses and has short brown hair. And I think I'm her in real life. Um, I like Sloan. I like where this relationship's going. I don't really know if it's going anywhere, but I loved watching her talk about Hanukkah. So Mm -hmm. that was my good. I enjoyed it a lot. I was smiling the entire time like a silly little goober. My bad was all the awkwardness between Kate and her mom during the bypass surgery talk. That just made me, it made my toes curl. It made me tense up. It made me feel all of the awkward talks that I've had to have with my mom when we've been in a bad place and had to go through some thing and with their gritted teeth and it still continued in the car with mm. Rebecca having to say did I do this did I do this to you mm-hmm. just made me feel all sorts of sad and bad not that it's a bad thing about the show I'm just telling you I felt really awkward and bad and that's what the show was supposed to do it was my awkward bad moment okay my great was Randall little Randall we Randall saving the money and buying the snow globe for Dr. K. That whole sweet moment Mm -hmm. with Dr. K in the hospital, but also the thing with with Randall being like, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be great and I'm going to save my money. And here he was and he picked the snow globe that I wanted him to pick. I saw those snow globes and I was like, one of those snow globes is a good snow globe. And he picked the right one. 
<laughs> and that right there was Christmas magic. So when I was looking for Christmas magic in this episode, mm-hmm. that moment to me was the Christmas magic. How about you? What was your GBG? Uh, I, I, I think an addendum to your grade should be that he also told Kevin he was going to live in a box. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. I was like, go Randall, man. Go Randall. Eight-year-old Randall. <laughs> You're going to live in a box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my good. Um, Dr. K still continues to be my favorite yes. character so far. And I I simply love, and I know I've said this a thousand times, I'm going to say it, I'm going to die on this hill. Him being Major Dad and then also now being Dr. K yeah. is, it's so different and it's so awesome. And I can watch Gerald McCraney just talk. I can listen to him read the phone book. Amen. I, re- I really Amen. could. Amen. I'm so glad he's not dead. He is great. And is it a dumb coincidence that, of course, they uh, they meet up in the hospital uh, it just happens to be on Christmas Eve. They happen to be there, and he have it's a real That's dumb Christmas coincidence. magic. It's not a dumb coincidence. It's Christmas magic. Well, that is what I was going to say. I can co-sign on it, even though it's really coincidental. I can co-sign because there is some kind of Christmas magic there. I feel like, Totes. and that it's that connection that Doctor K was only present during Rebecca's birth, mm-hmm. uh, well, birthing, because he. Uh, the, the other doctor the had, had appendicitis. Had the appendicitis. Yeah. And now Kate has appendicitis only for the family to run into Dr. Right? K. I feel like that is some higher level Amen. giant mover of things. That he needed some kind of family there for yes. him. Yes. All right. What was so your I like bad? That. I like that. The bad. There was a lot of bad in this episode for me, man. There's a lot of meh for me in this episode. No, I wouldn't I say would bad. Say, I would say bad. Oh, I, w- I would say bad. You're dark. Um, On Christmas. Listen, Shame. Listen, Shame. I love me some Randall. We all know that he's the human spackle. Okay, but human spackle can only do so much, in my opinion. What do you mean? It's like when you have a giant hole in your wall, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, we could... We're gonna have to like fix this. You can't just spackle it. You gotta like cut out the. You gotta cut out the okay, drywall. Get to the land the plane. Land okay. the plane, Cheryl. So, <laughs> Shirley. Why I don't know. You... I'm just gonna start naming you all sorts of names. Why did you just call me Cheryl? <laughs> I'm just making it up. <laughs> Helen. Let's go, Helen. Land the plane, Helen. <laughs> we get it. We get right. spackle. Anyway, but using my boy Jimmy Simpson from Westworld. Such a good actor. But as a contrivance to just get Randall to what? not be upset about his family. Nope. In this really awkward way and not even meeting this character before, but we're supposed to care about it. We're supposed to talk nope. about Randall. I it, That was like way too melodramatic for me. Oh my gosh, me. we will delve into this. Oh my God. But, but uh, you know how, the, how dark the holidays are for people? I, I get it. I understand. And you know what? Maybe pay, people will take shaming on this one and I'll, I'll, I'll be fine with that. I'm not take shaming you. Okay, that's fine. But maybe some people will. But I'm just saying I thought that uh, the whole thing... Sterling K. Brown, obviously, again, was amazing. He acted the hell out of this scene. But it's just like, it, I just feel like there's this one scene for Randall every single episode that is him, Sterling K. Brown, just acting his ass off. And it's it's always these big dramatic moments. Uh-huh. And, I, and I'm getting sick of it a, li- a little bit. But we'll talk the, more. the real, the real the problem. No, no, no. The real, oh. the real oh, bad. God, that wasn't your bad. Well, no, that was my bad. But the real bad. You can have two bad. I this can is have a two bad. This is not a double pounder. What? Well, <laughs> this is what a she good said. Sandwich. That's what she said. Um, but but Toby at the end with with I, like I mentioned this earlier in the episode. Toby heart attack. 
What are we doing? Well, like, last come Christmas. On. Is it his last Christmas? No, there's no I way. I gave you my too. heart. There's no way. <gasps> oh, listen. This is why Wham. you don't <laughs> sit in the middle seat without getting up to go for a walk. Okay, oh, for man. a six-hour flight. Okay, the and- great, the great was the reveal with William and um, his his former life, mm-hmm. and how he yeah he's gay. Or at least, as uh, as the daughter says, bye. Mm-hmm. And while it was a little jarring for me at first, because I felt like it just came out of nowhere for Because it was nothing. in the storytelling time. And you and I were sitting next to each other going, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh my God, it's about him. But in the way that it was revealed, in how things happened, the, mm-hmm. way, the, the way that your girl Helen Hunt shot it, um, it was really great. While he told his story... Then the all monkey. of a sudden, it, like one of the things that like I really liked is as they were telling the stories, you weren't just focused on their faces. They were just part of the crowd. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it was, you were kind of like having to weave in and out of it's the It's like people. you were in the meeting with them. Right, Listening right. to a couple people over from you. So then to follow up with uh, William's story and then his, his, his lover's story in the back, but seeing his face as he heard the voice. <sighs> And that moment of like, he kind of like puts his hand on his, like his nose and yep. he's just like, oh, okay. Like, this is what I came here for. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, here we go. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't like it at first, but then I thought about it and I thought it was beautifully shot. And then I really, really realized that Williams, his sexuality mm-hmm. It was never really talked about. It was never talked about because there's just so much going on. Oh my gosh, nonstop. <laughs> and it's it's hard to blame the writers for it because they, they got, only they got so a lot much. going on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just in terms of the story itself, it, it just makes a lot of sense that that's the way that it happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very sweet and it wasn't angry. It wasn't terrible. It was just these two people who loved each other. Yes. And... He was there. His 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 lover was there. They 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 were and they got and, to celebrate Christmas kind of together right, until Toby had a heart attack. Right. So I ended up really liking it, and I and I ended up really liking the fact that they took their time with it. They didn't just say, "Hey, Williams gay or Williams bi, let's move on." It was they had they they sat down. They had a conversation. It was it was genuine. an unfolding, and then even. The, Randall's daughter being the one that like lets him know. Right, mm-hmm. right. I really liked that. So, uh, Marvin, how are we doing this? Uh, what What do you think? What do you want to talk about for the rest of the episode? What 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 hit you? Oh, okay. So, I mean, let's let's chat about the big three. Okay, okay. the most minor of the big three in this episode was Kevin. Kevin seems to be quite jolly right now, of course, with Sloan, and they are going to try to save the play. Mm-hmm. They're pretending boyfriend-girlfriend, except they did sleep together. And I felt this was a little weird because it was it's like, what's happened in this past month? You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas have a little bit of time. Some there's, time. There's, there's some time there. And it felt like in their conversations that it picked up right after Thanksgiving. Like the way they were talking to each other, I was like, what's happened? Was right. there awkward days afterwards? Has Olivia not shown up for a month? What have you been doing this past month without Olivia? So that part was a little weird for me, but I am liking the dynamic between Kevin and Sloan. I'm excited to see where this goes with her acting in this part. I just like, I like her a lot more than Olivia. What can I say? I'm, I'm not going to be able to co-sign on this. You don't like Sloan I'm not more than on, Olivia? I'm not in on Sloan. I'm not in on Olivia. I, I, as a matter of fact, here's a theory for you. I bet you Sloan is gone within the next 
two episodes. Well. And I bet you there's someone else that's coming. And also, we have not seen the end of Olivia. Olivia's coming back. Oh, she's back. coming back. She is sure. coming back. And for I bet sure. you she comes back within the next two episodes. Oh, man. And that's why we see Sloane get out of there. Well, until then, I will still rock my glasses and my hair like Sloane. I, I just, you know, it's like, why, why, why am I wasting my time with Sloane? I like Sloane. I like Sloane a lot. I, I don't. I want to be her friend. You liked her story. I want to. I, yep, and I want to go and eat her latkes, and I want to <laughs> listen to her talk about the Maccabees. I would listen. Yep, I'm Sloane. If you're out there, will you be my Biffle? Oh, right, my Kate. Gosh. Okay, Ugh, Kate. Kate had some low lows and some high highs, and then a really bad low in this episode. And I'm feeling so bad for Kate. Here she is. You get to see the size of that egg. So, uh, you know, dealing with with friends and family who who have obesity issues understanding that the gastric bypass surgery your stomach is as big as an egg and it's a big freaking deal it's a big freaking major surgery deal to have this bad boy a to have it and then she was able to say like for the rest of your life you have these different issues so it's really kind of opened my eyes even to people who've had it that i didn't understand the full like spectrum of it right and then to have to have that awkwardness with her mom there i know you said that, that this was your bad yeah this was like my good part too okay i freaking loved the conversations that kate and rebecca were having because kate so far i've been complaining about this yeah kate so far has just been black and white like either she is talking about her weight or she's complaining about her weight it's always about her weight and there's been it's either like it would like with toby uh, i can't date you unless you're on a diet i I can't date you unless you're trying to lose weight oh you you're no longer trying to lose weight we're no longer dating and everything was just black and white about it It it's very Mm -hmm. two-dimensional but this these conversations between Kate and Rebecca allow a little bit more gray and they allow a little bit more complexity because Kate really cannot point to the reason why she is the way that she is. And Rebecca is blaming herself, but she kind of wants some vindication from Kate by being like, nope, wasn't you. It was me. Uh, I'm just glad that even though um, even though this issue is about weight loss for Kate, it's more about her relationship with her mother. And Kate is the way that she is, and she just simply doesn't know how to fix it. So she's going to this woman, to this doctor, to try mm-hmm. to make her stomach the size of an egg, and still doesn't know if she can even do it. And then Toby comes. Right. Ugh, the magical Christmas surprise. I never get how people do this in the movies or TV shows. How'd you find the address? How did you know you were going to make it in time? Uh, goodness, where'd you find the money to get a last minute flight from New York or from wherever, from what, LA to New York? Anyway, what would have happened? Get there. Hold on, time. What would have happened if, like, it was going to happen? Like, nobody showed up to Randall's house? Yeah. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> Toby was there. Toby. It's just Toby and the Christmas. And the kids go, Santa's here. And they're like, no. And Toby's like, sup? Hi. Can I use your bathroom? I was just in a six hour flight and I got to go. And then he has a hot attack right there. Oh my gosh. That would have been. Oh, that you know, we should have seen the writing on the wall. He was a bit sweaty and kind of like not right. looking too peaky. Right. Um, but man, 
they get to have their little get together. He says that the potato chips and everything, how exactly did he word it? That, you know, all of this food isn't worth it, that he's going back on the diet for him, for her, for everything. Mm -hmm. And then he has a heart attack. And all the while, they're having these shots of Dr. K possibly in surgery, Toby in surgery, and you really find out Dr. K is fine. It's it Toby, Toby that they're showing the yeah. surgery. Did you did you feel like you got a little bit of a bait and switch there? I did not because I felt like the coloring in the surgery scenes mm-hmm. and the the things used looked modern. So I kind of always thought that that was modern time. Yep. So I didn't feel like oh they're having all this crazy like life saving surgery on Doctor K. Um, I just didn't. I just kind of like flowed with it because it didn't feel Dr. K time-esque. It didn't feel like it was the same color hue and the same lens and all that kind of stuff okay. that you like to look at. Yep, yep. I didn't have that feel to it. And then once things started to happen with Toby, I was like, oh, it's him. So let's just let's just get the elephant out of the in the room right now. Let's just talk about it. Elephant. Um, Toby, he ain't going anywhere. And the fact that they you left- You mean he's not going to die? He ain't going to die. There's, there's no chance. I agree. There's zero chance. They don't spend all that time Nothing making you bad love this happens guy. Happens on Christmas Eve. Exactly. Like. They say they say that right in the beginning. We played it at the beginning of our show. The, there's no way they set up this guy to be as lovable as he is mm-hmm. and as prominent in Kate's life mm-hmm. as he is, only to kill him this early on. Will he have an issue later on? Maybe. maybe, maybe, but right now I don't see them taking the risk of killing Toby off the way that they that, that, that they're they, is... they're alluding to. I mean, they they even ended the episode with him on the table at the end, yeah. and they're like, "All right, everybody, hands off!" And then that was it. And like you heard the little beeping in the background. Yeah, and that, it's a little manipulative to me. Well, I kind of feel like someone might die. You know, with the with the title last Christmas. I was taking it as someone's going to die. Is William going to die? Is Dr. K going to die? And yep. then you were thrown, oh, it's Toby who might die. Right. So I, I if if I had my money in a death pool, yeah. my, my, my death pool money was going to William. And I probably would have lost the mortgage, but I would have, <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. My vindication is that I know, I guarantee, guarantee William dies by the end of the season. I would agree. He dead. Oh my God, how sad is this? I'm so glad I didn't watch this in real time. All of you who actually had to watch this before Christmas, bless your Christmas loving hearts. <laughs> Not a happy show. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, uh, <laughs> right, speaking of, uh, of Jurassic Park of uh, Helen Hunt. No, not Helen Hunt <laughs> or Laura Dern. <laughs> oh my God, that. That, this one's going to go down in the Mary and Blake Hall of Fame. I'm, ju- I'm just going to say that. Anyway, uh, Randall, what did you think of Randall? I know we talked about um, the the ledge scene. I I will say I, I liked Beth's reaction. She was like, "Hey, what's up? What yeah. are you doing? Like, I thought you were coming up. Like, what are you? What I are said, you doing? Stop!" And she said, "Don't tell me to stop." Yeah, right. Like, I feel like that's exactly what you would have done. One hundred percent. Excuse me. <laughs> Sloan may be my spirit animal, but I got a lot of Beth in no, me. No, I think you're more. I think you're way more Beth than <laughs> you're Sloan. Totally Beth. <laughs> Sloan is like this freaking little mouse. The moment that she sat down with William and she was like, "So tell me what's really going on," I was like, "Oh God, I am Beth. Yeah. I am Beth <laughs> through and through." Or like, when are you gonna leave? You know, like that is that you, that is Mary Lassen to a T. Oh my God. Anyway, um, did I felt like a, a total. Like, um, land the plane, Helen. I know, I'm trying here. <laughs> I felt like I was 
just tr- I, I was some, this scene was written in there just to make my heart beat, uh, and I didn't like that. I felt it was cheesy. I will disagree because, as I said, there's a lot of bad things that happen around Christmas time, around Thanksgiving, holidays, a lot of suicides, mm-hmm. tons and tons and tons and tons of suicides. So it was, in my opinion, shining a light on that. That there are people out there that you work with, that you see, that you have no idea struggle in the holidays. Mm-hmm. Here he was. He has a boat. He has, a, from what everyone could tell, a great wife, a great life. Granted, we don't know this character. Granted, we don't really care about him. But what was rea- interesting was Randall's reaction and how it changed Randall's mind. And as I said in my earlier story, sometimes when these really crazy things that seem like they come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and are not even about you. They can make you see the world and see your life in a very different way and make you appreciate what you have. So, yes. Was it something dramatic? This is also a TV show. It's not real life. But people do this stuff in real life. It happened to me in real life where someone's mortality completely changed my forgiveness with myself, but made me forgive and and continue on seeing my life as a joyous, wonderful thing. Yep. I, I will say also that I did like the scene with Rebecca and Randall later on when they're when she finally shows up to the house and you know he's saying hi to everybody and he sees her and it's this really awkward pause for like five seconds let me take your coat let me take your coat like it's so funny it's just it's that um what's the what's the term that we always talk about um the repairing move or what repair attempt the repair attempt that little repair attempt is uh, it was it was a very subtle repair. It was attempt. an unsaid. We're going to be okay. Yeah. However, we just need to have one little shout out. Okay, what do you got, Miguel? Your okay. boy Miguel. First off, Christmas flair and Christmas magic with all those inflatables. I told you he was your boy. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, shoot. <laughs> Blake was right. <laughs> He loves Christmas. He is my boy. Uh, well, on that he note, wants to wear the hat. He wants to have all the Christmas flair. Yep. And he's out there at night trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it plays music. You know he was doing it all day. All day. He's taking out the Tupperware with all the stuff. It does play music. I'll never forget the time I came home. This was going to be my story. <laughs> I came home <laughs> from work one day. And out in my front lawn was this massive... Seven foot tall. Seven foot tall Halloween cat. It was a Casper ghost coming out of a cauldron and he spun around. It was inflatable and amazing. Oh my God. And Mary didn't talk to me about it, didn't tell me nothing. She just went to Home Depot. No, I bought it on Amazon. Whatever. You got it. You put it up and the thing was there. It was amazing. Took up half of our yard. All of our neighbors who are incredibly devout Jewish families who don't like have any lawn decorations hated us. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knew where the Gentiles lived in that neighborhood. Oh my god! Oops, oh. I wondered why I didn't make friends that month. <laughs> <laughs> we moved in on Halloween, and I was like, <laughs> on that note, we're going to close out the show. All right, let's land the plane, Helen. <laughs> We want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Minute with Mary. Minute with Mary is a minute with me. I talk about makeup and skincare, and I try to help you have more fun and feel more confident with your skin. So whether it's something as simple as mascara, or if you need a skincare regimen, or if you want to learn how to rock a red lip, I can do that. I've got this really weird skill where I love to help 
people have more fun with makeup. So you can find out more by searching the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook or Instagram. You can see my shop by going to minutewithmary.com. Thank you all who have been over to the website. And thanks for everyone for listening. Please tell your friends, share this podcast episode on Facebook and anywhere else you see fit. Or go to maryandblake.com and check out not only this show that we have, but all of our other podcasts that we do. I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is Us Too.